0: the struggle is real
1: voices. We hear them every day. Some voices like mine are smooth and comforting. While on the other hand, the Chad and cheese podcast is like listening to a Nickelback album. You'd rather stab yourself in the ears with an ice pick. Anyway, you're now listening to Voices, a podcast series from Chad and Cheese that features the most important and influential voices within the recruitment industry. Try not to fuck it up, boys. What's up, everybody? This is Joel Cheeseman of the Chad and Cheese podcast, joined as always by my co-host Chad Sowash, and this is another episode of Voices. Today we are welcoming <laughs> with her resting Butchko face, Amy Butchko. There we go. For the show. Amy is director of TA Solutions at S A I C. Amy, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Joel. I'm May so God help you. Yeah, you know, I was <laughs> I was cautioned that um you oh, all might on. be a little hard on me. So come on.
1: Whatever. I, Warned. We're sweethearts.
0: warned. We're
1: so warm and fuzzy. And you're on the <laughs> you're on the you're on the voices. This is the the lightest of uh of <laughs> of light of our shows.
2: This is the light natural of natural no, light. No yes. bullets,
1: probably no booing. It's uh it's very, very warm and fuzzy. So we know that you're director of TA solutions at uh SAI what's SAIC stand for, by the way?
0: Science Applications International Corporation, but it's not that is not part of oh, our yeah, that's, identity.
1: That's all kinds of a sexy brand. That must <laughs> yeah. be fun. That must be fun to market. Okay, so in addition to being director of TA Solutions there, what else what else should our listeners know about you, Amy?
0: Well, your listeners should know that I run our recruitment marketing and sourcing operations, serving in an enterprise at SAIC that hires around 6,000 people a year and we are 26,000 employees. So it is a a pretty large enterprise and my group is the engine behind the marketing and the hunt for our internal, what I kind of refer to as our internal staffing agency. So it's a pretty unique job.
1: So which do you which do you uh, report to, marketing or the uh, recruiting? That's cycle?
0: a great question, Joel. I well, that's report what we do the-
2: here on Voices. <laughs> great questions.
0: Yeah, I report to the vice president of talent acquisition.
2: When it comes to talent acquisition solutions, it sounds like you are deep in tech all the time. Is that is that the case? Sounds like you get about a hundred
1: calls a day from vendors.
0: Yep, including you, Joel. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't have any idea what you're talking well, about. Well,
0: okay. How long did we make it before I got that? That's nice. all
1: right. That's all right. I, I had plenty of <laughs> fun with Butchco before yeah, the show. Yeah, that's <laughs> right.
0: That's right. Um, yeah, so I do get a lot of calls, and I am pretty deeply steeped in technology. And the it's one of my favorite things to talk about. It's actually how I found you all. Uh, you know, I consider you to be one of the better sources, you know, certainly from a podcast perspective, the best source of good information. Yeah, go yeah, go not, on. It's not exactly yeah. trade endorsement.
2: Go on. Um, say more. Say more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, you know, this industry is changing really fast. And yeah. I've been in it now since, you know, I started as a recruiter around the year 2000 mm-hmm. and, I grew into a consulting environment where, you know, I was working with a lot of different clients through the dot-com boom. And then, of course, that went pop. pop. Right. So, I right. So, I had to kind of find a, you know, much like my short-lived journalism career, you know, that I, you know, I got my degree right as the newspapers started going out of business. So I, <laughs> I, I kind of took my curiosity and my love of, of technology and design and ended up as a recruiter. And so I thought what I was going to be doing was recruiting technologists for a living forever. And then what happened, as you all know, is the technology started to kind of infect our jobs. Yeah. And we had to learn how to use that technology to stay relevant. And I felt that deeply, like I felt that viscerally as a recruiter. And so we'll talk
2: about how that actually changed what you were doing though. Right. Because you're not doing column inches anymore. And I mean, you, you actually were coming in when everything was really starting to pop with, you know, monster.com had, had just launched in January of 99 and there was this big push to put, to get everybody online. So Ex, try to explain, you know, kind of like the tools and learning, and and how that is so much different today, or is it different today?
1: Tell us about the difficulty of copying, pasting an ad into <laughs> multiple job boards.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so keep in mind. So, um, I am maybe not as old as I sound. I was a junior recruiter at that time. Ah, right. So. So it was my, you know, I was receiving those tools at that time. And so, you know, I learned, you know, so I got my monster account. And, you know, I mean, all the stuff that you would, you would go and you would, you know, type in the words and find the people. But, but my first recruiting job was we weren't actually allowed to touch the Internet because the guy that owned the staffing agency, by the way, I cried at my desk almost every day at that <laughs> agency. But he didn't believe in the Internet, so, <laughs> right, so so I learned. Well, he's where,
1: he's still in business.
0: He's not actually.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: imagine but, that. Uh, right, so but a lot of the you know I learned I learned how to recruit from recruiters, real died-in-the-wool headhunters, people with actual Rolodexes and fax machines on their desks mm-hmm. and you know and i learned the technology from the ground up you know my first job i you know where i was like recruiting technical people i was i had to learn the difference between an oracle dba and an oracle developer and wow that's great to know now right yeah. so you know so so making the transition what for me chad wasn't really about like I didn't see all of this stuff happening as it was happening. What ended up happening for me was I started gravitating toward wondering things like, how could I automate and get all of these names off of this job board every day and have them delivered to my desk? Right. I was trying to hack those systems <laughs> to make my job easier. Once, well, you, I, once I got in, into a job where I was allowed to use the internet, which yeah, I you, obviously was.
2: You were in a staffing company. So that was what every single staffing company was trying to do and what, and what all the job boards and the resume databases out there were trying to fight against. Uh, once it, once it started the, the, the crawling and, and all that other mm-hmm. fun stuff, yes, it made it easier, but also that was, uh, That was revenue that was lost every single day by those those. Oh, my goodness.
0: They lost so much. They had to have lost so much money. I mean, because if I can figure (laughs) it out... seriously but yeah i mean it was the wild west but it was so that was so fun to be like you know back when you could like scrape linkedin with abandon you could you just all of it and now of course you know the the web is is a very different place and and a lot of people have figured out how to how to aggregate that data and, and make it smarter but i think you know when you look at you know, where we were to where we are now, it's a quantum leap if you do it like that. But there's still places where businesses are operating like it's 2005. And, you know, and that's really been where, you know, my role, especially in a government contractor where it's very, you're very risk averse, you're very cyber conscious, you know, the bad guys really are out there. I mean, we just saw this week, you know, to be topical a gas pipeline has, has created all kinds of ripples throughout our entire society because it was hacked. Right. So you know, the, the struggle is real. And, you know, so, so in my role, I am really balancing, you know, how do we find the people how do we engage the people, right? So, because my job's two sides now and, I, and, and that's really where I think I have a unique role is that I, it's two-sided because I'm doing the marketing piece and the group that does the, the hunting also sits in my organization. And the way that we have used technology to automate and make the attraction piece really efficient Means that the folks that are sitting on the search side of the house have a real specific mandate, mm-hmm. and the heart, you know, so they go find the the real, the real, you know, the unicorns, the the, the people that can't be found.
1: Yeah. So, so Amy, I appreciate that you've, you've been in the industry for quite a while. Uh, by the way, when you said Rolodex, about half our audience pushed pause and went, <laughs> went to go Google Rolodex. Uh, so we appreciate that. <laughs> Curious. You just sort of outlined Rolodexes to hacking job sites. Right. And I feel like 2008 was the, the destruction of a lot of what happened from 2000, 2008. And what was born out of that was, social media, there was, you know, Indeed, the rise of Indeed, there was the death of, you know, months, you know, eventual death of a lot of yeah. the job boards that we use today. So
0: it, my version of 2008 is, wow, I'm really glad to be in government contracting, because there's a lot of industries that are suffering right now. And, you know, I felt the same way in 2020. You know, there's, it's, it's a very resilient industry. Now, from a recruiting perspective, you know, I think that if you want to take social media, uh, as its own thing, you know, and maybe the advent of the smartphone, you know, I think is is pretty intimately connected with that. You know, it's it changed everything. You know, if you look at, you know, a great example of I think a technology that was absolutely the best of its time, and we haven't really seen anything since then that that is so singular. The the advent of Jobs to Web. And, and right around that time, that product was the best you could get to do this, you know, to, to try to engage the internet and do the social sharing to the degree that was possible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, do you agree, disagree?
2: Yeah, I mean, Doug. Doug actually took something that Joel is very intimate when it comes to uh, uh, HR SEO. That was the name of his company. Uh, mm-hmm. He he actually did this, but seeing what Doug did and how he built a platform to automate that, uh, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely revolutionary for for our space.
0: It was um, unfortunately uh, the company that I work for was still using it in 2018. So. <laughs> Um, <laughs> right.
1: We laugh, but the number of companies still using something that was innovative in two thousand five and six Monster. is probably
2: a lot more than we think. Career yes. builder. Yes. I mean, people are still using those I mean those sure. products, right? I mean it, at least those products, and then also Taleo, which is pretty much mm-hmm. on its last leg, sure. you know? Someone's posting yeah. a job on Toledojobs.com
1: right now. <laughs> I promise
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know so when I look at it, at it that way, you know, trying to figure out how to modernize and, and take the, the good stuff, because there's things that Jobs to web did that nobody has actually do, is, is doing better still. Like there, there are certain parts about the way the web tracks and there's also certain restrictions that we have now that we didn't have then. That, you know, I kind of look back and I'm like, hmm, you know, maybe I shouldn't, you know, she complains too much. But, you know, when you look at how, um, you know, if you want to take social, right? So you had the systems that then could sort of automate and do more of that social stuff, but you didn't really have the, the reach that you have today back in 2008, in my opinion, you know, and I, you know, there wasn't an iPhone in every pocket or an equivalent device in every pocket. Today, there is. And so, you know, I think that where the transition and really getting the lift out of the things that were developed in 2008, we're just seeing it now where it's become table stakes to be uh, relevant in the marketing aspect of this business.
2: Well, well knowing that, everybody has, we shouldn't say everybody, there's more access, There, there's easier access. You would think that companies understanding that would provide a better experience, but we're still seeing the, the same shitty experience that we saw back in the early 2000s where you still have to register to apply for a job. Uh, you go into a black hole. I mean, there are so many different horrible experience points that we still have that we, that we had decades ago and and you being obviously a part of the TA solutions group, what are you guys doing to try to fix that?
0: Good question.
1: He's saying you're part of the shitty experience, Amy, (laughs) or, or not.
2: I don't know.
0: No, I hear you. So good question. Um, it's, you know, I, you know, if you think my mic was running hot before, wait till you hear me now. (laughs) The, um, the candidate experience is, like my entire reason for existing and figuring out how to make that better has is, you know, if I stopped today, that would be one of the things that I did for the company that I work for now, SAIC that has made a difference. So let me tell you how this, this happened. So we had jobs to web and we had this languishing system, you know, the, it suffered from, you know, everything from, you know, logging into a talent network, a double login to do the apply to the taleo, um, and non-responsive design, which meant that my mobile application rate was .001%. Oh,
2: please. So,
0: <laughs> it, true. So we ended up uh, doing an RFP to make some replacements where those types of factors were key. You know, we were looking for you know a recruitment marketing platform that had a, a good content management system, CMS, And also a good apply flow that would get our candidates into our system faster. And so today, you know, we've gone from, you know, an apply process that took 25 minutes, no kidding. And, you know, that was actually one of the ways that we were able to get rid of that old system and make the case was I sat down with our CHRO at the time and ushered her through an apply process at, at our company. How'd
2: that go? And
0: it was awful. I had to throw my outfit away. I mean, I tell people I sweated all the way through my outfit. <laughs> it was 25 minutes of watching her try to do it on a laptop, and then she tried to do it on, a, on her, her, her mobile phone. And it was awful. That was how we got the funding to do the RFP and find a new vendor, which we have. So we did that transition in twenty eighteen and our current system gets us, you know, a less than five minute apply. There's no login. And Yeah. Hey-o. So and we've been able to quadruple our applicant flow. So so, so the,
1: the, the people out there that are asking how do they do it, give them some tips and tricks. what did you discover on so efficiencies
0: so efficiencies get rid of your login just you don't need it most of the most of the career site there are leading career site applications out there you know and chad i think give you a chance to give a plug because i actually just downloaded the the talent acquisition technology guide for Uh mid and enterprise From tell tell folks who that was from i can't remember off the top of my head but it's tremendous go there and, and look at it.
2: Oh, you're talking about Madeline Loranos, Yeah. So aptitude research. Yeah. She's, she puts out great research. So you talk about the, the applicant tracking system, like the 120 page applicant tracking system research that she did. Yes. It is amazing.
0: Yeah. But it's, it's the ATS plus, you know, with an eye toward CRM capability,
2: yeah, but that's what we're starting to see, though, with ATSs, is that they're starting to want to be the all-in-one, right?
0: You, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got real mixed. Skills. You know, that that can be the the next time we we get together.
1: It can be today, Amy, because <laughs> I think it's an important topic. I mean, there's there's a race to be the one platform, and it sounds like you're not so into that. I,
0: I am Joel. If it would work, I would be <laughs> all about it.
1: There it is, but it doesn't, and why doesn't it?
0: So one of the things Madeline said, and I will, I will echo her here, and I love being able to echo a woman in tech, and thank you for you know, listening to us women in tech who have a perspective here. What she said was that each enterprise, each business has to know what they need. You have to sit with yourself first. You have to sit with your business first. And once you know what your business needs and what your candidate pool will tolerate, then you can come up with a solution. And your solution might be, yep, just let me open up the the box that has all of the ATS, the CRM, the CMS, the, the referral platform, the training platform, the all of the HCM stuff in it, all of it. I'll just open up the box or sure, plug it in. But in my experience, I've never worked for a business that didn't have some special needs. And so that's why I'm skeptical.
2: Keep on binging. Episode two with Amy is ready and available. And if you're not already subscribed, look for the Chad and cheese, wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe or follow button. You've got questions.
0: We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the accelerate your business growth podcast to learn from the world's experts.